Authors and readers call home. Quarterback in this thing, it's your player partner, Sid Green. And before we get into today's show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button for your partner. I truly appreciate that. As you should know by now, we coming to you live and direct from the Gump Town, right? Montgomery, Alabama. And what took place at the riverfront last week has been the main <laughs> topic of conversation in the street and on all media outlets. If you're not familiar with what took place, either you've been in a coma or you're totally disconnected from the world, right? In case you did, in case you didn't know, they've made a, a fifth arrest involving the brawl. My boy Reggie Ray, the guy putting in work with the folding chair, yeah, they charged him with um, disorderly conduct. Ain't that major for real, you know, buddy. He turned himself in Friday. And he, he made bail Friday. We salute you, my G. But let's get into today's show. Who we got coming through this week? Today we got an urban fiction authorist out of Cali who stays on her grind with about 10 books pinned under, under her belt. And we got her here to, today to discuss her latest one, Functional, but in love with the cocaine. So without further ado, y'all give it up, man, Venetia Brown. What's happening with you, Queen? Hi, Talk of the Day. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited. I've been so looking forward to this interview since we started talking, honestly. Right, right. That's what's up. That's what I that's what I like to hear. You feel me? Um Thank you like so I, much. Pleasure's all mine. Pleasure's all mine. You know, like I tell all the guests, this this platform was created to highlight urban fiction authors and authors and all their endeavors. You did. Uh-huh. That's so, awesome. You know, the people want to hear from you, though, so I ain't going to hold you. Introduce yourself to the viewers. Let them know your story and what you plan to accomplish in this industry. Yeah, so uh, my name is Nisha Brown. Uh, my pen name is Nisha. And I've been writing, like, I published my first book in 2016. And it took me five years to write that book. It was Miss Carmel. Because, you know, I went through a bout of homelessness and just stuff like that. You know, life just kind of got in the way. And so after that, I actually started writing Confessions of a Call Center Vixen. And that one only took me nine months. So I was, like, so proud of myself because I see I find that the time it has taken me to write gets less and less. But I feel like my craft gets better and better. So I actually re-released Miss Carmel just because, you know, first book and sometimes you feel like you get better and you work on your craft better, you know? 
And and so basically right now I have nine published books. Uh, three of them are honestly um, series and functional, but in love with the cocaine is actually going to be a two book series because it's going to focus on the girls when they're younger. And now it's going to focus on their adult years. So I'm excited about that. I love writing series. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. I, I, okay, so it, you you have nine published already, or is that including um, this one as well? So that that's including this one. So wait, I'm losing track of my own. I'm sorry. So the one, the part two of functional, but in love with the cocaine, that's going to be the ninth one when that one comes out. So mm-hmm. my, but I'm working on two books at one time. So my thriller is going to be my tenth one, which I'm excited about that one. That's what's up. I don't. I don't know if you. You know. You. You familiar with the show and whatnot? But we do ask a series of questions. You know, to get the fans a little in depth, in uh, uh, look into the personalities who who create these books. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. So here's here's the first question. So I'm like, ask me all the questions. <laughs> all right. Here's the first one, Nisha. Um, what uh-huh. made you want to tell this particular story? Well, believe it or not, this story has been in my head since before I even published my first book, because it's about three sisters, sisterly love, going through a really bad, you know, um, relationship with the family. And these characters have been just in my brain. And I, I thought about it. I actually thought about the whole story before I even wrote it down. And I knew that it was important to tell not just about a sisterly bond, but sisters who love each other, no matter what the hell happens in their life. And so I have this out of all the books I've written, this one is the one I'm most excited about because this is the one that for some reason these characters is just was with me from day one. Word. <laughs> yeah, it was to the point to where I didn't even write it right away. I wrote all my other books beforehand because every time I would think about these characters, it was more stuff that I wanted to add to it and I wasn't necessarily sure how I wanted to portray them. Okay. Well, you got it. You got it out now though, right? Yes, absolutely. And it just keeps flowing now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. What do you hope readers would take away from this book? This for this book, I would say I want readers to take away the value of family, mainly, you know, siblings and how, you know, it's important to be there for them no matter what because sometimes they're all you have, you know. Mm-hmm. I grew even though my it's crazy cuz I'm writing this book, but I myself grew up as an only child. So so that's, you know, I think that a part of me wrote this book because I definitely always wanted siblings to have been raised with me. It's boring as hell being an only child. And so, <laughs> so, so one of the sisters is like in my image and I, I was like, okay, two, like two other sisters. Like if I had two other sisters, so this is like, this is great. Like okay. three siblings. <laughs> so you just, so you, you basically just, you know, imagining how it would have been, you know, kind of growing up with some, with some sisters or yeah, I would have loved that because that's how I picture like my siblings. I, w- I would go to the end of the earth for my sisters, you know, especially if they were as close as we are, you know, like in the book. Right, right. Do you have any personal connection to the story or characters or, or are, they, are they all fictional? 
Well, they're all fictional. I mean, if the character Charisma, I feel I made her kind of more into my image only because she not only has issues with, you know, well, it's not just about the drug abuse issues for her, but it's more like about her work ethic as well. So I felt, I feel like minus like the drug abuse, she would be the one that's closest to me. Oh, and minus the singing because I made her know how to sing and I can't sing worth <laughs> crap. <laughs> but everything else, she's a, she's going to end up being a, a great mom and you know and having a good work ethic so yeah i would definitely say that but other than that they're all mostly fictional they're all fictional okay i was gonna ask what about you do you have any siblings yeah i have well i'm the youngest of seven i got oh. you know, six, well i got four sisters and well i had two brothers one of my brothers passed back in i'm so sorry yeah oh. it's all good but yeah I'm, I'm the youngest of seven right so oh, that you can relate to this book. So, would you go to the ends of the earth for your siblings? Yeah, I would. I would. That's awesome. Yep. Well, you answered this in the beginning, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Is uh -huh. this is this a standalone book? Actually, um, no, it was going to be, honestly, but then I was like, no, I can't fit all this into one book. It would be like 600, 700 pages, and then we're going into like Stephen King level. Right. So I was like, I'm going to split this up. I was like, I'm going to split this up because it makes more sense for like the book that's out right now. That's their teenage years, and it makes more sense for all their adult stuff to happen in the second book. Okay. And then, okay. yeah, and then once I made the second book, I was like, should this be a three book series? But I was like, no, because the story stopped after they were adults. I didn't really have nothing else for them. Okay. Well, you may, you may come up with something to stretch it on out. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any scenes in the book you particularly enjoy exploring? Yeah, honestly, um, so the very beginning of the book was their mother. Their mother is a trip. She's a sex worker who doesn't give a crap about her kids at all. She's actually the one that gets them addicted to cocaine because she says life is going to be hard and I want you guys to get addicted to drugs now so you can learn how to deal with it. And so, yeah, so writing this scene and they're actually on their way to the cocaine connoisseur. So that that's actually my favorite scene. Anybody that reads the book. My favorite scenes writing is the cocaine connoisseur because I got to dibble and dabble into like French a little bit and stuff like that. So it, it's that's really fun for me. <laughs> okay. If you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? Uh, my younger writing self, stay on task, stay focused and stop procrastinating. Because that was my thing. I know I had a lot of personal issues, like when I was writing my first book, but five years was very excessive. And I look back on that and I'm like, I could have gotten so much more done. So yeah, stop procrastinating, no matter what you're going through. Because now, like the person I am now, if I had all those same issues that I had back then, I still would have pushed forward. So push forward. Absolutely. If I know it's one of those, if I knew then what I knew then, if I knew now what I knew then, right? Or no, it's if I knew then what I know now. <laughs> word, word, word. Yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty though. Mm hmm Absolutely. How many half finished and unpublished books do you have? Um, I only have I have three right now. So I have the second part to functional but in love with the cocaine. 
I have Murder of My Mother, which is going to be a whole series. It's going to be a high school series, and I'm going into, like, the thriller aspect. And then I have a vampire series, but that one just has the outline. I haven't really done anything with it, but I'm going to. Okay. Staying busy, eh? Yes, I'm not playing around out here. (laughs) (laughs) How do you come up with the material you write? So some of it is, you know, I think of it out of my head. Some of it is like personal experience. And, you know, I'll have people that I'll like put into characters. And uh, some of it is like, I just kind of think of it and write down an outline. The outline really helps me a lot. And, you know, a fun fact is, the crazy thing is sometimes I'll have the whole book written and I don't even know the characters' names. Mm. Like what I do is I, like, I have a thing where I'll put the dash and I'll be like, this is, so-and-so said this, but it'll be a dash. So I kind of come up with the names after, but yeah, a lot of it I just come up with. And I don't even know if somebody asked me, how does your brain work that way? Especially because there's a, a scene in this book. Where I'm like, I don't even know why I wrote that because somebody was like, that scene is so horrible. Like, how did you come up with that? And I'm like, I don't know. They was like, did you ever like go through? I was like, no, I, I didn't go through that. <laughs> 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 but I have seen a lot of things and been through a lot, so I'm able to kind of, you know, put some stuff into my book. Okay. What is your writing kryptonite, or do you have a writing kryptonite? Uh, cookies. Like, I, there's these, there's these cookies that I have to eat while I'm writing, and I had to like lay off them. They're called the Walker's Butter Cookies, and so I have. That's my thing. Is I'll sit at my computer. I have my snack, which is the Walker's Butter Cookies, while I'm sitting here eating. And the, but the pack is small. Like it's small, but it's big. So I'll go through a whole pack while I'm eating, which is while I'm writing, which is absolutely horrible. So I had to like lay off on the Walker's butter cookies, but I feel like when I don't have my butter cookies, I don't write as fast. <laughs> so I'm like, but it's pure butter and they're so good. But I had to stop doing that. <sighs> okay. Where do you like to write? Like Starbucks, um, your home office, the uh, bedroom, the library. You know, what are you? What are you most comfortable writing your material? At home in my room, definitely. And I'm and I'm kind of odd because I, a lot of writers say they can write by music. I have to have silence. Like, I don't know, like, why I cannot write by anything. I cannot have a TV on. You know, I don't know how some writers do it. I'm always jealous when they're like, I can watch my show while I'm writing. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I need silence. Please <laughs> silence. Yeah. I wish I could listen to music and stuff while I write, but I can't. I don't know why. I think I have ADHD. Is that what it is? I don't know. You know, different different strokes for different folks, you know. Yeah. Do you have any advice for aspiring authors? Absolutely. Yes. Keep pushing. Always have an outline and promote yourself, promote yourself, promote yourself. You know, when I first came out with my very, very first book, I didn't understand anything about the writing industry. And I thought, well, my first book, I'm going to publish it. And I'm automatically going to get on the New York Times bestselling author list. And this is what this is going to happen. And I'm going to be Zane. And, you know, of course, you think all of that stuff and you realize as you're into it, that's not what it is, you know. So, yeah, don't stress yourself out because I'm sitting over here like, wait, why isn't this happening? I wrote a book. I'm supposed to be on New York Times bestselling authors list now. And I'm like, oh, that's not how it works. (laughs) Uh, unfortunately, 
Yeah. So make sure you follow the steps. Don't stress yourself out. Pace yourself. And you've already, you know, you've already succeeded if you, as long as you finished your book. Uh, that's how I have to think about it. Right. Yeah. You got to keep it in a phase. You got to build, build your readers group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh huh. What does literary success look like to you? For me, literary success looks like every single day, you know, building something. So if you have, for example, if you have one person read your book today, but next week you have like 10 people read your book, well, you're successful. You're building, you know what I mean? Don't worry about, okay, your first book, you don't have millions of people reading it. Like if you have your name out there and you have people talking about it, you're successful. You know, because you're one step ahead of the person that hasn't written a book or wanted to write a book for years and they haven't even put pen to paper yet. So that's how I think about it. I always think positive. For sure. Got to have a positive attitude about it. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, uh, Nisha. Give your fans and the viewers a brief synopsis of Functional But In Love with the Cocaine or the Cocaine. Yeah, absolutely. I have it right here. So I'm just going to read right from the back of the book, if you don't mind. Okay, no problem. Campbell Charisma and Cody Shaw are three sisters who share not just a unique dysfunctional life, but a strong bond with one another. When their mother, Allison, who is a drug addicted sex worker, convinces the three of them to start snorting cocaine, each sister embraces their drug use in a different self-destructive way. This story is about betrayal, coping, survival, and an unbreakable sisterhood that no trial or tribulation can ever destroy. Nisha Brown for coming through. Share your social media handles with the viewers who want to follow you or check out your work. Yes, I have two. So I have Nisha underscore the underscore author for my Instagram. But I also have my other Instagram, which is Hot Garbage Show, because that's to my true crime podcast. I also have a true crime podcast on Spotify, Apple, anywhere that you um, get your podcast. And then on my Facebook, you can follow my author page at Nisha the author, or you can follow my true crime page at um, Nisha. Well, Hot Garbage, True Crime Edition. Okay. Hot Crime, True, Hot, what it is again? Hot Garbage, hot garbage True, true uh -huh. Crime. Hot, hot garbage, garbage, True Crime Edition. Okay. I'm going to check that out. I, I think I've seen it, too, on, on uh, Instagram. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we talk cool. about all kinds of murderers over there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before we get out of here, Nisha, let them know what you got coming up in the near future. Yes, Functional But In Love With The Cocaine Part 2. I'm hoping to be out in December. I'm going to be sending it to the editor soon, as well as uh, Murder With My Mother. That won't be out until next year. And then also just um, every new episodes of Hot Garbage drops on Spotify and all other platforms every Thursday. But we have like 40 episodes up already. Okay, okay. Y'all have it. Y'all check out Nisha, man. She got something to say. Make sure you smash and like that like and subscribe button. Till next time, let's be it. One. Thank you. Thank you. I that sure was appreciate so it.